was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, The Unconditional Love of God. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. P-H-I-L-O-X-E-N-O-S. That's philozenos. That's loving strangers. People you've never seen. People you meet going out of the door at the gas station as they are coming in and you just pay for your, these are strangers that you can actually love them. I remember I was at um, that station down there on, um, on Bird Cones and 70th Street one day. And boy, it was raining cats, dogs, and frogs. It was really raining. There was an old woman there that was, uh, I was, I just got through pumping my gas. And this old woman pulled up and she was lost. She had no awareness as to where she was. And uh, I looked at her. I tapped on the window. I asked her to roll it down. I said, ma'am, are you lost? She said, yes, I am. I said, well, where do you live? She said, I live in Bolger. I said, well, how did you get over here, went through that? I said, well, do you have a phone number? Somebody you can call? She said, Yes. I said, well, call and get them on the phone. I need to talk to them. The woman called, got them on the phone. I say, hello? Say, hello. I say, I'm Bishop Fred Caldwell, Greenwood Acres Church, and uh, I have your mother here. And uh, I'm on the corner. She's on the corner at this service station of 70th Street and Bird Coons. The woman hung up the phone. I said, ma'am, would you call back. It was her daughter. Her daughter became fearful that I was going to do something to her mother so I think she was getting ready to call 911. I don't blame her. So her mother called her back. I re-identified myself. Now this is a stranger. A woman appeared to be almost 80 years old and lost. So to make a long story short I connected, reconnected with the daughter said ma'am look I'm here to help your mother. Okay, I don't want anything from her. I'm not going to hurt her. This is where we are. You need to come over here. She came. And when she pulled up, I hugged this woman's neck. And they went on about their business. Come to find out, this woman, you have to be careful how you entertain strangers. 
this woman is the mother of one of our ushers at the north. And boy, did he thank me for taking care of his mama. Don't be forgetful to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels. Unawares. Xenos. Philoxenos. The love of strangers. Then there's another love. Philogathos. Is loving that which is good. We should be lovers of good people. Because there's some bad people. We should be lovers of that which is good. Family dinners are good. Family celebrations are good. The problem comes in, I ain't going to your mama's house because they don't like me over there. And she sings in the choir. You know, not this one. (laughs) Stories told one time, Stories told one time, his mother came in the room. She said, son, get up. It's time for you to go to church. He said, mama, I ain't going to church. She said, but son, why are you not going to church? He said, because some people at that church don't like me. Son, you got to go to church. You the pastor. (laughs) Is that all right? It ought not to be nothing but love in here for you, baby. Every saint in here ought to have a heart that God put in them that's called a heart of love. Unconditional. You, it says, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to buy me no birthday cards. You don't have to do nothing. I just love you. I just love you with the love of the Lord. I'm not asking you for anything. I got this love in me, and I'm giving it to you. And you don't have to do anything for it. That's what we have in us. Quit letting people divide you and cause you to be separated on different issues. We're bigger than that. Tell your neighbor, we're bigger than that. Now, when we talk about philogathos, we're talking about loving that which is good. Go to Titus chapter 1 and verse 8. Hurry, hurry. Ask your neighbor, do you love that which is good? Amen. Man, man, listen, when good things are happening, you ought to be right in the middle of it. When evil things are going on, you should be absent. You should be absent. All right, Titus chapter 1 and verse 8. This is a faithful saying, and these things, wait a minute, I'm sorry, 1 and 8. But a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober-minded, just, holy, temperate. When people come to you and you want to show them the love of God and they bring in mess, don't entertain it. Change the subject. They embarrassed immediately when you change the subject. You have to do that as a Christian. These are the things that we ought to be taking care of as believers, okay? But a lover of hospitality... A lover of good men, sober-minded. You know, you got to be able to judge the difference between right and wrong. Sober-minded, just, that means righteous, holy, that means set apart for God's glory, temperate. 
In other words, you are careful to maintain and to watch your words, and you don't be getting involved in all that stuff. You can't do that and then be a light. So, so, so we need to understand that we are to love that which is good. Amen? Now watch this. There's something else. The love of money is the root of all evil. So we should not love money. We should use money. The love of money is the root of all evil. People do anything for it. That's why the highest office in the land ain't being touched because folk think they're waiting on big jobs, big pay. So we're running a, a moral deficit. Yeah. We're running a moral deficit. Then there's Philiatos, loving of oneself, 2 Timothy 3 and 2. Philiatos, 2 Timothy 3 and 2. <laughs> you know, the Lord just showed me something. You know, it's going to be a challenge to love your neighbor as yourself, and you're struggling to love you. You're struggling to love you. So your head big. Get away. I mean, God made you, and he gave you what you need. Well, I ain't getting too far on that. I, I put it like this, and this is not being self-centered. I love me. I love me. I ain't going to put me down. I'm not going to do that. And when I think about God's love for me and how he made me and chose me and gave me this color and this hat that I once had one time, do you think I'm going to hate me and he loves me? And when I got born again, he put the good stuff in me. He enabled me to go through a whole lot of trials and tribulations and I'm still here. I've been to a lot of funerals and I'm still here. I walked into a lot of hospitals and I'm still here. God is good, everybody. God is good. And he's watching out for you and me and he's taking good care of us. I love myself. Oh, I do. I do. I bathe me. I cologne me. I dress me. I, I do. I do. Now, if you don't love yourself, I don't know what mirror you're looking into. But you ought to try to see yourself through the eyes of God. And remember, God don't make no junk. Oh, that, you missed the opportunity to give God some praise right there. God don't make no junk. Oh, no, he doesn't. God does not make no junk. Okay? Philiatos, loving oneself. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. That's in a bad way. Covetous, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Now, ain't that something? We just got through looking at the Lord told us, amen, to be lovers of good men, right? Well, Philly, who is that? <laughs> okay, Philiatos is loving oneself to the point that you don't love nobody else. That's wrong. That's wrong. So the Filiatos people don't love those people that love good people. Oh, you just think they just to catch me out. Why you got to be going through all that? Because you love somebody and they hating on them, don't stop loving them. Matter of fact, 
People that don't love other people need love. That's what's missing. That's what's missing. Now, I'm going to say something that's not popular. Down through the years, I've kind of been noted for that. Uh, all of this Me Too movement, all of this, back in the day, it was the ERA movement. And before that, the ERA means Eve ruined Adam. Um, it's, 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 one of these, <laughs> it's one of these things. Now, I want every honest woman in here, you're going to say amen when I say this if you're honest. See, they keep pushing. Women keep pushing to get on top of men. Okay? A good woman with an understanding that gets on top of her husband try to run him and ruin him. And women that keep on pushing to put men underneath them will never be secure. Because any good woman wants security. And you ain't secure telling your husband everything to do. <laughs> uh, you have no security there. So when God put this thing together, God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of man. Man is the head of woman. Ain't that in your Bible? Women find security in being taken care of and having a wise husband to watch out for everything. Now that, that, that right there is what God has intended. But all of this stuff in the realm today with Kavanaugh and, and this woman and all that, women should have their just due and righteous statements made in the right places. They should have that right. As a matter of fact, you call that justice. That's a God-given right. So God has given and put everything where it needs to be so women don't have to go around suppressing men just to get on top of them because a lot of times when they get on top of them in authority, they don't, they don't, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. And instead of them humbling themselves, they go on that way. So we don't need women trying to triumph over men. We need men to stand up and take authority. Because when men stand up, everything lines up. When men are out of line, everything is out of line. He made the man first. Don't spend your time going around to these little clandestine meetings about how to put the men down and how to get the woman to be the president and all that. The best thing to do, I'm telling you, the best, the best thing to do is to beat a woman. And I'm going to tell you something. Can't nothing in this world beat a real woman? Being a real woman? I'm talking about you cornbread cookers. I'm, I'm talking about you folk that keep a good house. I'm talking about you folk that know what time it is. I'm talking about those of you that walk in your stilettos. And you know you looking good. And nobody have to say anything. You already got it. I'm talking about good women. That love being women. They trying to be a man. You talking about a mess. People so messed up in their mind, they don't think that people see. So we, we, we have to stay, you know, Christian women ought to be the most beautiful women. In, 
anywhere on the flat. The brother caught up in the spirit. Nothing's more beautiful than a Christian woman who gives praise to Jesus, who loves her family, who loves her friends, who speaks well in her house, who does not allow smokers and drinkers and and, and crap shooters and, and, and child abusers to come to the party. A good Christian woman that's running a good Christian house is known in the whole neighborhood. Y'all still here? God's love for you and for me is never ever going to change. It's never going to change. And that love God is calling for that he's put in our hearts for us to start giving it away. Start looking beyond people's faults and see their need. Our attitude toward other people, God has already revealed that to us. In John's Gospel, chapter 13, John's Gospel, chapter 13. How many of y'all believe this Bible? Your life would be so much sweeter if you would love somebody. If you would walk in love. Let love become what you are known for, not mess. John's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 34. Jesus Christ is speaking. A new commandment I give unto you. That you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Now wait, hold the pickle in the mail. Look at this verse. Don't just read it. Please look at it. It says a new commandment. Somebody say a new commandment. A new commandment, watch this, I give unto you. That you love one another. Now watch this. As I have loved you. That's unconditional. That's unconditional. That is unconditional. The worst thing a parent can tell a child, if you don't do this, I'm not going to love you. Jesus is calling upon, now watch this, everything that God ever asked us to do, he's already made provisions for that to be done. So if I'm not loving like I need to, it's because I don't want to. And if it's because I don't want to, then the question now is, why do I not want to? And he loved me before I ever knew him. And he gave his son and killed him on that cross. Because his love for me is unconditional. So if Jesus is saying, I'm giving you a new commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. In other words, you have seen me love. I need for you to love just like that. I don't need for you to be putting conditions on people so you can love them. I need for you to love them Without putting conditions on them. Now we all know that statement right there. We all in here know. God I need for you to help me right there. I need for you to help me right there. Sometimes. In my observation. When people get divorces. And some of them have been together a long time. They're better friends now than what they were when they were married. They send one another cars now with money in it, all that. <laughs> Couldn't get none of that when they was in the same house. 
dog was confused which one to go and who, which lap to sit on. Just a mess. Why couldn't that have been when it was going on? Think about it. We always want to, come on Sarah Jane, we want to show up at the grave crying when mama gone. We ain't show mama no love when she was here. She can't hear you now. Her elevator went either up or down when she departed. I ain't never seen one go sideways. So if Jesus is saying, just like I've loved you, just like I've forgiven you, just like I've been with you, I need for you to emulate that. I need for you to do the same thing. Watch this. Toward one another. Toward one another. It doesn't cost us anything but pride. And pride ought to be something we ought not to even care about. It doesn't cost anything to love people just like they are. Love would change the attitudes of other people when folk know you love them. When people know that you got their highest good in mind and they can sense that you care about them, it's almost nothing that they won't do for you. But there's a twist in human nature. Some people love being abused. Some people love black leather and whips. Yeah. Yeah, beat me. Um, whip me, daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't that some folk, some folk, some folk, they have a foot fetish. They can fall in love with your feet, kiss your toes, lick all between there, get the jam out. All that stuff. But won't kiss your face. Yeah, yeah. Jesus said, just like I have loved you, love one another. Please, church, let's do that from this day forward. And if a brother be overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore such a one. That's what love got to do with it. In the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, because it could have been you. Don't rejoice when people fall and get hurt and, and, and a lot of things are going on with them. Pray for them. Pray that God will restore them. Pray that the Lord will pick them up. And if your heart is not right to the point that you cannot go over and console them, then God is telling you right there, is something wrong with you? Is something wrong with you? And we are told to love our enemies. Not, not this. I need to conclude like this. When God sent his son into the world, he sent him with an unconditional love. Jesus was just like his daddy. He held no grudges. He loved us in our sinful state. I thank God, even at the cross, when Christ was crucified and put up on that cross, he didn't start cussing. He didn't back up and say, listen, these people don't care nothing about me. So ain't any need of me dying. Lord, I, I think you need to get me down off this cross and bring me back to heaven. He didn't say none of that. He just kept right on dying. 
And see, that's why we can't love folk like we need to love people because on the wrong side, we're too much alive. Oh, yeah, someone said right there. We, we're too much alive to what happened to us. And that thing is alive. And guess who you think is helping us to keep it alive? The one who hates God. The one who hates us. Man, when my granddaddy killed my daddy, May 4th, 1954, I wasn't a Christian. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. But one thing I knew, I, that was beyond my ability to understand it. I never did hate my granddaddy. And I've said down through the years, if it's somebody I don't like, you had to have done something to me worse than what my granddaddy did. I don't have a problem loving you. I really don't. I don't have a problem loving my enemies. I really don't. Sometimes I don't like it, but I find out if I don't love, I'm in bondage. Oh, man, listen, I'm, I'm in bondage. I have allowed somebody else's actions to put me in bondage. And the reason I talk about race relations so much is because I know that's what some of you all don't want to ever address. But you might as well address it. You might as well address it so you can go on and live. Because racial tensions and political um, uh, uh, strife and all that, all of that is going to be prevalent for the second coming of Christ. The stage is already set. It's already said. So we as Christians must not be scared and running away from Today's message, The Unconditional Love of God. FC 2673. FC 2673. It's now available on CD for only $10. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885. Or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. Or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Now the question is... There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. 
If you say those words and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.